Hey friends, I'm Ashley. Hey you guys! I'm Lainey. And this is Haunted Real Estate. Bonjour les amis! Today we have a special guest, Laura, our younger sister. We all share a mother. Her birthday, our mother's birthday, was December 26th and we wanted to focus on her favorite city, New Orleans. Bonjour! (laughs) We're a little behind uh, due to Christmas and strep throat. We would visit New Orleans yearly, and actually our mom took me and Casey there for my 21st birthday. It was a hilarious and memorable experience. Our mom really had few boundaries. She wanted us to experience New Orleans as an adult. Casey and I did the haunted tours and had the best time. One night, my mom thought it would be funny to go to a burlesque club, which was basically a strip club. She really enjoyed making me and Casey feel as awkward as possible. Uh, When I got up to go to the bathroom, my mom sent Casey in for a private dance. The expression on his face was to die when he came out because he is not a strip club kind of guy. This was way past his comfort zone. Anyway, that's just a little side story. Our mom has been there many times. To the burlesque club? What? Mom's been to the burlesque club? Or are you talking about New Orleans in general? New Orleans in general. Oh. She that's probably had been. favorite strip club. She's probably been there before. Yeah. I, our mom did, uh, when Nip Tuck was a thing, she would call it family porn night every oh time a new goodness. episode came out. So that's a little, little nugget of how our mother was. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, so Laura and I have both been on the tours around today's property, which is going to be a doozy. This is the Lollery Mansion at 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. So just a little backstory of New Orleans. France claimed New Orleans in 1682. It's named after the Duke of Orleans, who was France's ruling regent until Louis XV was able to take the throne. They really wanted to encourage French settlers, which it did. I mean, if you have ever been to New Orleans, you see it's French culture all over. Uh, The schools, the newspapers, the streets, they were all written in French. Two French engineers actually laid out what is today the French Quarter. New Orleans has a definite Southern Gothic vibe. If you've never been there, we highly recommend it. The food, the music, the culture is just different than anywhere else in the United States. So, c'est parti. Take it away, Laura. Okay, my sisters. Today I will be leading us in our first ever sister seance where we will bring back the dead. <laughs> we... <laughs> We are currently recording this podcast from inside of our family catacombs. The room is covered with candles, and we are covered head to toe in the blood of our enemies. What? (laughs) Now, Now we will hold hands and watch as the fires grow. The firepower will bring back Madame LaLaurie herself, where we will interview her spirit live. I am so just kidding. We practice- I have other plans. <laughs> I gotta <Guys>. go. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. We practice love and light in this household. <laughs> anyway, so you may have heard of Madame LaLaurie. She was known as a socialite in New Orleans and a notorious slave owner. So let's go ahead and get into it. Madame LaLaurie was born on March 19, 1787 as Marie Delphine McCarthy. The McCarthy clan was a wealthy family made up of military officers and merchants who owned plenty of land and slaves. They originally came from Ireland. The family had an indigo plantation on the Mississippi River. The family built an entire 
entire empire in and around the city of New Orleans. It is said that one of her uncles was killed in 1771 on his own plantation in a slave uprising. So this was a constant worry in the family. At the time, slave owners feared a slave rebellion as they were becoming more common. Many people believed this is what made Madame LaLaurie a tyrannical, torturous slave owner. Her legacy is now known by many as the blemish on the city of New Orleans. Side note, do y'all say madame or madam? Just curious. I keep saying madame. I know, I, we agreed on madam, and then you went right to madame. It just sounds fancier. I don't know. She don't deserve it. <laughs> You're right. Anyway. She, she madam. She's madame to hell. Yeah, she is madame to hell. Madame to hell. Oh, man. Well, it wasn't a secret that slaves were bought and sold all over New Orleans at this time. This was open to the public in parks, off the shipping dock, and wherever they sold slaves. Anyone could walk up and see this hideous site. Right around 1800, it is estimated that there were approximately 40,000 slaves in Louisiana. And as you may know, in Louisiana and other southern states, it was common for slaves to live in the rural plantations laboring both farms and serving the family. Women would primarily labor indoors while men would labor outdoors. Even in the church, they taught that slaves were equal if they loved Jesus, but should obey their masters. Obeying their masters was obeying God. Mm. Yes, this was taught in the church. But what's worse is that there were laws that were supposed to help protect harsh treatments to the slaves. The loophole pretty much always came down to money, as it does today, unfortunately. The wealthy could still buy their way out of punishment. But for most people, there is a line that can be crossed, and for Delphine LaLaurie, she found that line. LaLaurie was first married in 1800 to a Spanish officer. They had one daughter together, and he passed away in Madrid around 1804. Four years after the passing of her husband, Madame LaLaurie remarried again to Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc. Jean. Jean, Jean, Jean Blanc. That's Americanizing <laughs> that. That's, that's a very country way to say it. <laughs> Madame LaLaurie and Mr. Jean Blanc. Definitely <laughs> Jean. Like Jean Lafitte. He was, yeah. Fran- he was French too. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So uh, this is where she gained more status and purchased a home on Royal Street. Together, they had four more children after Blanc passed away in 1816. This is where she marries her third and last husband, Dr. Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalaurie. This marriage was not a happy one. There were many letters found pertaining to the couple. They would fight and often separate. She did personally own much of their assets, though. The couple purchased another property on Royal Street close to her family home. The couple purchased another property on Royal Street close to her first home. Madame Lalaurie planned the building of the third-story mansion. This is the home that becomes infamous in the city today. It is said that because of her personal wealth, she actually kept part of the house away from her husband. This could mean he didn't know the full extent of what was going on with her and her slaves. Lalaurie was known to be very prim and proper when she was out in public. She was said by many to actually treat her slaves very well in front of others. People even said that she was kind to the people of color in public, but there were definitely rumors that she was abusive behind closed doors. And soon, there were a plethora of skeletons in this woman's closet, 
and in her attic, in her walls, under her floorboard, and in her own backyard. Well, she sounds like a, she showed a lot of signs of being a complete psycho before all the murders because she did have part of the house blocked off from her husband and she's being overly nice to her slaves in public. I don't know, that really creeps me out because I know how the story ends and it's not great, mm-hmm. but like there were warning signs. Definitely. Yeah, there were signs out there and she's a sociopath for sure. Mm-hmm. Many of you might have heard about this story from the American Horror Story season three called Coven, where Kathy Bates did an amazing job playing the infamous Lollerie. In the show, Marie L- Laveau, who <laughs> was the famous voodoo witch in New Orleans at the time, um, she actually kills Lollerie in revenge because her lover was one of the men that the madame had tortured and killed. Madame. Madame. It just feels natural to my country self. I have to say I really loved that season because I'm a huge fan Uh of Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett. Yeah. To me it was everything. I mean it could have been like better. She plays a good good evil southern woman. Oh my gosh. They're just great. (laughs) Yeah. Kathy Bates is really good. And and anything she does. Mm Mm-hmm. I love her. Uh so in the show, they allude to her having been buried by uh, Laveau in her own courtyard. Although this version is incredibly entertaining, it was just made for TV and is very far-fetched. In the show, she would hide dead bodies in the walls of the home, but in real life, most stories say that they were hidden in the floorboards, and others were found in the courtyard as well. While rumors spread about her being abusive, people within her circle began to learn that she was harsh with her punishment. Any kind of wrongdoing would end up with lashes that would render a slave unconscious. And it was even reported to the police by her neighbor that a young slave girl named Leah was one time brushing Lollerie's hair. She snagged her hair and Madame flipped out. She chased the 12-year-old girl upstairs where she then jumped off the balcony to her death. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's so scary. It is. So neighbors saw this and authorities were then called Due to the mistreatment of her slaves, some of them were taken from her and she was fined. She basically cheated the system and had her family buy them back for her. And one of Lollery's unfortunate characteristics was that she was very charming, something that is all too common amongst sociopaths, like we were just saying. Yeah, Um, I do find it interesting, like, why would she even bother to go back and buy them? I feel Mm -hmm. like that is purely for vengeance. Like, I don't even think she's trying to, like, silence them. Because I think she doesn't care what they say. Like, she purely wants to get them back. So it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. hey, you're freed now. Even if it's to somebody else. Like, no, you're still mine. I was thinking the same thing. Like, how crazy it is to, after the fact, still go back and buy them. Like, you are evil. You really just, there's no purpose of it. Other than she just wants to have that. To be able to say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like like a sick satisfaction. Yeah, to then have your family go and, like, sneak them back for you. That's absolutely bonkers. Scary. Messed up. So, on April 10th, 1834, this is the day of the infamous fire that took place on the Lollery Mansion. Apparently, the family was having a large party that day. Their extravagant parties were something that the wealthy family was known for. Suddenly, a fire broke out at the house causing everyone to evacuate. And some sources say that Lollerie ran out of the house and told rescuers to save her furniture instead of the slaves. Others say she tried to convince them not to even enter the home at all. When the rescuers went inside, they found a seven-year-old slave woman who had been chained to the kitchen stove. Did you say seven? I heard 70. Oh, okay. I heard seven. I'm so sorry. Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) I was like, man, what a young little tot. No wonder she's starting fires in there. 
So uh, many believe that she started the fire to escape the torture she was enduring during her time at the home. When authorities arrived, like we said, there are two different versions as to what she said, but in both versions, she tried to keep authorities from assisting the slaves in any kind of way. One of the parish officials went into the home and found slaves chained unable to escape the fire. But the most heinous of crimes was in the attic. They found many tortured slaves in this room. Okay guys, this is where I'm going to provide a trigger warning because this part of the story is incredibly gory. Uh, so if, you, if you're a little faint of heart, Please feel free to skip a few moments ahead, okay? So, in the attic, they found seven to nine slaves wearing spiked iron collars. Some were found wrapped in their own intestines. Oh my gosh! Some of the stories here vary. Some of this has been verified, some unverified. Many had broken bones. This is in several sources, but hasn't been verified, and I don't know at this point if it could, if it ever will be. I will not allow my own brain to even try to imagine the horrifying image because it is so gut-wrenching and there are really aren't any words to describe how messed up a person has to be to do something like this. Yeah, am I allowed to skip ahead? Nope. Um, nope, You're you stuck gotta listening to it. You got to listen. Real time, sister. I'm stuck in the family catacombs. It gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> It gets worse. Another person was said to have their skin peeled back to make them look like a human caterpillar. Other verified accounts given of a couple of the slaves were nearly skeletal. They were several malnourished with their bones sticking out of their body. Wounds on their body were badly infected. There were even maggots coming out of them. People say that her victims weren't even weren't even recognized as human anymore and that they were badly beaten and tortured. From a book Ashley purchased on the ghost tour called New Orleans Ghosts, Voodoo, and Vampires, Journey into the Darkness by Kalila Smith. Some of the faces were so disfigured they looked like gargoyles. One slave was so tortured it appeared he'd undergone a crude sex change operation. One slave also had her arms amputated. Another appeared that their bones would be set and rebroken repeatedly. One person's bones were broken to make them appear to look like a human crab. This particular slave was being held in a medium-sized dog cage. Bones were found throughout the property of deceased slaves. Even that of Leah, the slave girl who jumped out of the window. She was buried in the courtyard. When the fire had broken out, onlookers claimed to have heard screams from up dozens. There was another story that I read about of a man whose head was cut open and his brain looked like it had been being stirred by a spoon. There was a spoon right next to his body. I'm not sure if that one is actually true, but it's horrifying to think about. This is all like so far beyond, I don't want to say normal slavery abuse, mm -hmm. but like it's almost unfathomable how somebody could do this. But yeah. Do you think someone was helping her? Like how did she break and like reheal bones? How did she? Well, her husband was actually a doctor believe it or not. Uh, I read that he was a doctor and some people do claim that he had more to do with it than the stories claim. Um, I'm not really sure, but you know, sometimes yeah. history tries to make women out to be the bad guy. He could have had more to do with it. Well, and I will say for that, and again, it is not making any accusations because we don't know much yeah. about the husband, no idea. But, <laughs> but as a doctor... I mean, we do know that in real life, like, doctors or scientists do things for, you know, quote, the greater good. Like, maybe he thought he uh -huh. was, 
hey, like I'm experimenting on them for some other operation or yeah. surgery. Like who's to say? He could have been doing sex change operations. Uh-huh. That wasn't being done at the time. Yeah, that so, made me think mm, that that had more to do with him than her. But so who's not sure. yeah? Who's to say? There's a lot of there's a lot of rumors that go around about what happened with Madame Lollery. Again, verified and unverified, but mm-hmm. there were experiments going on. It could have been the doctor husband. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different level of a toxic relationship. If yeah, they they already sound like they don't get along anyways, but this is what you get along about, right? Like, that's oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Didn't Keep you um, really like the movie, was it Walrus? I hated that movie. <laughs> you jackass. No. My, one of my best friends, Jess, suggested to me to watch Usk with, what's his name? Uh, Justin Long. Justin Long. And said it was so funny. And <laughs> it was. It was horrible. I it, horrible. I hated it. My, my other friend kind of liked it, so like I can't believe we have such a different taste in movies. But to me, no, like deforming bodies just to cause pain uh, that really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. It's so rude. I would hate it. So rude. <laughs> rude <laughs> seemed like the tamest <laughs> word you could have possibly have said there. Well, I'll get bleeped out if I say my true thoughts, uh-huh. but uh, it was beeped up. <laughs> Super rude. I just can't even handle rude. That. You are so ill mannered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. That, that's not a real. That's not. I mean, it's a real movie, but like, that's not a real thing. But um, yeah. No, that movie's totally messed up. It just makes you wonder, like. Some of those people out there are The just... minds. What do you think about? Yeah. I can't even pick up a dead rat. Why would you want to? Why are you picking up dead rats? Oh, my <laughs> dog likes to bring them to the door. It's really upsetting. Give context. She's a city dog, and she acts like she's a little hunting dog. Oh, my God. She's just trying to bring you some food. Ew. Oh, yeah. I can't do gross things. I All my animals have... <laughs> All my animals have brought me something. So when the fire broke out, onlookers claimed to have heard screams from up to dozens, maybe even hundreds of people inside. We later discovered that dozens of bodies were in the floorboards. They may have been burned alive, but weren't discovered until many years later. How did she have dozens of slaves? Like I don't think there was a limit. About, like, but how, like how big is this property? Like it's pretty big. There should be a limit. I mean, it was later <laughs> turned into like a small apartment complex. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, it's it's a good oh, yeah. size. Okay. I mean, not that I'm saying yes, have mul- multiple dozens of slaves, but okay. Sorry, continue. So by the time all these slaves were discovered, Delphine Lalaurie had escaped. Her coachman had to fight off an angry mob and they were horrified at her actions. They no longer cared that she was an upper class socialite. It's not quite clear as several sources say different things, but it would appear that Madame Lalaurie escaped first sending her daughters later. While there were letters to indicate her husband knew she mistreated their slaves, many actually believed he didn't know to what extent she tortured them. So I did read, I can't even remember now if we said it, that she had five daughters, that they were kind of like, they weren't exactly like her. First off, I did read that if their daughters were ever nice to a slave, that Madame Lalaurie would like come back, you know, two, threefold, like, on punishment. Like, she never wanted any kindness showed to them. Uh Uh-huh. And... 
people commented that her daughters were just like really I, I don't know why the word like scoutful kind of comes to mind like just mm-hmm. not happy like not happy girls soul. yeah exactly yeah. you're being raised by like a hollow soul sociopath yeah that's so sad those people just i hate that people like that can have kids yeah yeah and go about society and like live a normal life mm-hmm. so what happened to the lollaries many believe that they fled to paris france where she lived out the remainder of her life it's reported that she died in paris on december 7th 1849 of an unknown illness that her body was brought back and buried in the saint louis cemetery in new orleans it is unclear and it it appears that her body was brought back, but one source says it wasn't until 1851 after initially being buried in Paris. Now, for nearly 200 years, her home is the center of all sorts of ghostly tales. The house has been sold many times since the 1800s. 40 years after the Lolleries left, the home was used to house Italian immigrants. They claim to see slaves bloody and in chains. They also claim to hear a woman screaming in French and sounds of a whip. No, thank you. <laughs> at one point, it, that's a horrible way to wake up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, it was a furniture store. The guy who owned it had to rebuy all of his furniture at one point because he opened the store one day to all of his inventory covered in urine and blood and torn to shreds. This happened twice before he sold it. I'd be so pissed if someone peed on my stuff. <laughs> Literally like, pissed. Blood, I feel like I could handle more than urine. <laughs> Something so disrespectful about pee. Who <laughs> <laughs> peed on my suitcase? Pretty sure blood is thicker than urine. Your suitcase? <laughs> I just, I was thinking of stuff. Stupid. Oh. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> I was like, did that happen? Sorry. Or is that a line from a movie? Who peed on my suitcase? <laughs> no. <laughs> What else, wait, what am I thinking of? What does that sound like? Oh, who who took my toe? Is it that one? Stories to tell in the dark. Who took my toe? <laughs> Sorry, it's like, who peed on my suitcase? Which, by the way, if you leave a suitcase open around a cat, they think it's a litter box. I've lost two suitcases to cat pee, so that hit very, that was very, um, hit home for me, Lainey. You know, maybe it was my subconscious, because the who stole my toe was told to us at, around the fire at the lake house. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, we used to read the book. T- story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stories not to tell in the dark. Stories mm-hmm. to tell in the dark. Don't yeah. tell stories in the dark. That dark. is so cute. <laughs> Something about stories in the dark. It is so cute uh-huh. that y'all are telling me about this now because Reagan showed me, like, the remake. It uh-huh. was, like, a Goosebumps or something. No, it's, it? It, yeah. Stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Well, Al okay. told us. Reagan showed me that. It was a book. Yeah, Go and it had multiple it. legends like that in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so they made that movie. That's cute. Also, dumb story short. Uh, so we heard that. <laughs> dumb story <laughs> We heard short. that at the lake house. And I remember once at the lake house when we got there, I opened my suitcase and it was full of ants. Mm-hmm. Like ants got all over it. So maybe that's where suitcase came from. Interesting. Nobody peed on it. <laughs> a bunch of ants. Well... <laughs> A furry feed line peed on uh, both of my kids' suitcases, so mm-hmm. that's, Fun. that's very real. All right. Anyway, so the house has also been a girls' school and a homeless shelter. At another point, it was meant to be a haunted saloon, but people refused to go, so it went vacant again. They later turned the property into apartments. When they renovated, they found about 75 more bodies on the property. The and a- it's... Oh, sorry. I just want to say, so that's who they think was 
uh, being burned alive under the floorboard floorboards because they were or, placed there and then they burned. Yeah, like who who knows? Maybe they had to sleep there. I mean, who knows what their situation was? But that's the screams that they think that people heard. Oh my gosh! I remember hearing that on the ghost tour. Could you imagine yes. living like I, I know you guys don't have too many apartment stories, but like I always like to kind of talk to my neighbors. Could you imagine living there? Like, hey, do you want some chicken noodle soup? I heard you were sick, and you all hear some weird stuff, like mm-hmm. see stuff down the hallway, getting yeah. home late at night. Yeah, <gasps> I mean, bring a guy home, and then there's like a dead person. In Stewart's the mansion was yes. turned into apartments. There's been asylums that have been turned into apartments. I mean. It's that's a wild thinking people. about these like old. You know what? When it comes to apartments, new construction only, please. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's, it's still just a lot of people with a lot of different energy. You can have like one bad person in that apartment complex that rifles all this up, and it you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the actor Nicolas Cage actually purchased the property in 2006. Supposedly, he wanted to write a horror novel. He said he only slept there once, but then he heard a lot of scary noises, and so he didn't go do it again. Uh, At the time, he was buying up tons of investment properties and ended up going bankrupt. Many blame his bad luck on the spirit of Lollerie. I've never misfiled anything. Not once. Not ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. If y'all have not seen A Vampire's Kiss, you're really missing out on some class A acting. (laughs) The best Nick Cage movie ever. Uh, So the ghosts were that of the slaves, especially Leah. People also claimed that Madame Lollery herself. People also say that she, they would see her sometimes at the St. Louis Cemetery. In French, you say St. Louis. St. Louis. Sorry, I know you're so Texan with Madame and St. Louis. Country, okay. Oh man. (laughs) Well, now I'm gonna tell you about a (laughs) bit. About the look of the house. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I really do admire the city of New Orleans and... (laughs) Lou New Orleans. (laughs) You're missing me. I ruined it. I'm sorry. I'm an (sighs) overcorrector. I admire the city of New Orleans and its French-influenced architecture. I definitely recommend to everybody who visits the uh, to go to the French Quarter and admire the beauty of the city. The house next door actually has the number 4311. Do you guys know what that means? If you flip it around, 4311 spells hell. Ew. Yeah, like the house next door to the Lollery Mansion is that number, oh, which I thought, I thought said, was really... Okay, sorry. You said flip it around, so I'm like, one, one, three, four. I know, four. me too. I was, I was like, what are you talking about? So I was like, what's 1134? <laughs> well, I know. I, I mean, I, I guess I was thinking flip the four. It, it, that's okay, what I my said, brain did. Turn them into letters. Yeah, okay, no, now I yeah, get it. Sorry, I didn't explain it great. But um, yeah, four, three, eleven is H-E double hockey sticks. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so... That tells you it's haunted. Me and Lainey both were like, that tells you. That's it. <laughs> I know. I would, I would show up and be like, yeah, I'm at 1134. It's so cute. <laughs> you said 1134. Oh, whatever. It's 4311. Because I flipped it in your brain on accident. <laughs> you I'm sorry, guys. It's 4311. That spells hell. Hell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Whoa, whoa, wait. 1134. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. 
No one's ever listening again. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Oh, God. So, the mansion uh, is three stories high. Um, back when the Lollery family owned it, it did not have a third floor. Much of the house burned down in the fire and was rebuilt years later. The house is a grayish tan wall with uh, brick on the first floor and then smoother walls on the upper floors. Smoother walls? <laughs> That's how I wanted to describe it. I don't know. smooth. <laughs> not crusty walls? <laughs> I mean, they might, they might have some type of texture i haven't touched them i only been to the first floor that's how ashley sells homes he's so smooth the wall oh my gosh and i i actually really have like an ocd thing about people touching walls like my son has to walk by and touch everything like stair rails he has to touch it even if he doesn't need to touch it i think i'm definitely a wall toucher too i can't stand that yeah. I'm like, why are you touching the walls? Like, most walls are white or beige, and so yeah. I can't stand fingers on them. Yeah. Even worse if it's matte. Ooh, I just yeah. can't with that. I'm not a wall toucher. Matte walls feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me how my walls will feel, I'll be so upset you even touched my walls. They have a nice texture on them, actually. We haven't told you because they're rigid as hell. No, they're not. <laughs> they're really actually nice. Got some rough walls. <laughs> they, should, they should be nice. They are okay. nice. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, the second floor balcony has a really beautiful black railing. All of the windows around the house have black panes on the first level and then white ones on the upper level. The front door of the house is all covered in a beautiful molding. Um, I saw it had, like, this really pretty, like, sphinx-looking cat kind of thing on the front of it, which was really beautiful. Uh, the entire entrance is incredibly detailed. Beautiful white diamond-shaped window panes. There's flowers along the ceiling. And yeah, so it was a really pretty house on the outside, um, but it does not look like it's haunted at all. But you know, looks can be deceiving. Does any house look? <laughs> well, some houses definitely look. Haunted, oh yeah, but yeah. You definitely can't judge I think a book. Any Victorian home looks haunted. Yeah. It could have been built yesterday. It still looks haunted. Yeah. I don't think that. I, I love Victorian homes. I just still think they all look haunted. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so yeah, you can visit the exterior of the home today. We do ask you to be respectful to those who lost their lives on this property. Unfortunately, the slaves there live amongst some of the worst conditions. We hope that by telling their stories that they might be able to find some peace in the afterlife. Thank you, Laura, for that story. Thanks that for was, having me. That was a, a horrible story, but <laughs> very well told. <laughs> Thanks. And um, come back for some more uh, ghostly tales, or sometimes not ghostly tales. Not everything's ghostly. Our next episode is not ghostly actually. But yeah, uh, come back and visit us. So we hope our mom, Trish, enjoyed listening. Shout out to your mama! (laughs) Just to let our listeners know, our mom did pass away in 2016 suddenly of an aortic aneurysm. We are her three daughters, and we also have a brother, Will. Shout out to Will. Will! Uh, he's an officer, and we look forward to having him on an episode in the near future. That was so jolting. I still hear it in my head. <laughs> we love you, Will. Uh, Willie, can you hear me? Uh, so I've started the per, uh, the preliminary research for that episode. I'm thinking police ghost stories. So think on that, Will. See what you think. But 
We used to love telling ghost stories with our mom. One in particular, Lainey is gonna just give you a little dive into that one. So once upon a time, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> one Thanksgiving, um, I wanna say Will and Laura were 10 or under, uh, but we were having Thanksgiving dinner, just our intimate family dinner. And my mom kind of asked them to leave the room to talk to Ashley and I. Yes, uh, we're, I don't want to say significantly older than Lauren Will, but you know. About a decade. Yeah, about a decade older. So uh, anyway, so our mom, you know, asked them to leave. Of course, we're wondering, well, what is she about to say? But she informed us that there was a ghost in the house. And it's, it's super interesting, also really creepy. She just kind of described this little girl, um, like a Indian girl. We say Native American. Native Native, American. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like a Native American girl in our house. She would see it uh, upstairs. She would often see it, or her, I'm sorry. Uh, respect the dead. Uh, see her doing laundry. Uh, she's felt a presence. Mom was doing laundry, not <laughs> the little the- Native American girl. Oh my girl. gosh. See, this is why I don't Ghosts tell the don't stories. don't have to clean their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> If I was a ghost, I would want to clean the clothes. But anyways, um, this is why I don't tell the stories, guys. I just comment. Um, But anyways, long story short, our mom sat us down for a serious family discussion to do. Let us know that this little girl was present and she has physically felt her walking around the house. Uh, We had outdoor dogs at the time. She would let the dogs inside because she always heard someone upstairs again she didn't this wasn't something that any of us saw or felt i think we've all had different experiences in that house growing up but our mom definitely so dead set on sharing that with her children believed that there was a ghost there and i do too yeah i agree there's definitely a ghost in that house growing up yeah not a not a evil entity or anything like that there were always just some like weird little things but um our mom definitely experienced those things more more than i did anyway yeah there was never a reason to feel afraid yeah no like there was a calming feeling when you felt it but it is interesting when your mom sits you down to have like a formal discussion about the ghost in your house yeah we we had that conversation too i guess probably years after y'all had that conversation but it was a weird one so anyway we hope that you are in heaven smiling down happy belated birthday mom we love you we love you love you and follow us on haunted.real.estate and shoot us an email of a suggestion or a interesting real estate story spooky or otherwise at hauntedrepod at gmail.com y'all have a classy day goodbye bye